Greetings and good day. Cue the Swan Lake music and welcome to Happy Valley, a For All Mankind podcast. I'm Donnie. I'm Brian. He is terrible with the delays when it's his turn to talk. And we're going to keep working on that. But guys, we are here today to recap everything For All Mankind Season 4, Episode 5, Goldilocks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Brian. What's your hot take on this one? Um, this was an excellent episode. Uh, it's the drama. Mm. I, I think the first half was a little slow, but the second half, man, so freaking good. Some serious payoffs here. And this is where yeah. the beauty of this show, you, you've you got the the people who love it for the science angle, the the physics, yeah. the space exploration. And then there's the there's the drama angle and there's the different ways in which it can hit. And Brian, for me, as a dad, as somebody who with yeah. varying degrees of success is trying to pe- treat people well, treat people with kindness, this one Holy smokes, outside yeah. of, for, for me, outside of the season finales, which are always these big pieces, and you've got some fun action things that are sprinkled in throughout the seasons, but yeah. I, recognizing that I may have some recency bias here, I think <laughs> this is the best episode outside of one of the season finales so far wow. in the series. Wow. Hype train. Yeah. No, it was very good. And this the the last two se- I think they're in in sequence the last two scenes mm. uh Dev and Kelly yes Ed and Danny yes. yes I think that the only thing that might top it is the Russians taking over Jamestown oh um, gosh that yeah. like that this hit that hard is, is my point Yes, and I would I would agree with that. And I almost put those in a different category as like the action set pieces. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know Molly Cobb drifting at the end of season one or near the end of season one. You know, is another big one that was edge of my seat thriller type of yeah. thing. But just from a, we've built up these characters. You've bought into them. You've invested it in them. Um, with you yeah, know, and, and we'll get into these. We're going to dive deep. So if you want to get to me talking about how Danielle Poole was so justified in her reaction to baldwin Ed. oh get what? get just go ahead and scrub forward to the three hour mark because that's where <laughs> we're going to be talking about this um and, and just the the depth of character that we're getting from dev Iessa this season uh, yeah. huge kudos to our writers oh gosh and um yeah we, we've got a lot to get through to get to that point and before we even dive into this episode guys we've got some feedback that we're going to get to towards the end of this episode as well and um, so emails that have come in. And of course, that email address is happyvalleyfam at gmail.com. Uh, continue to send us that correspondence. We do respond to emails when they come in. So just just so you're aware, we, we do respond. You to could you. get you could get an email back from us. You could get an email back from us. And actually, we, we sign our names at the bottom. Yeah. So like, you yeah. know, that it was from from Brian or it was from me, Donnie. Um, and we yeah, send you an gift card. Uh, okay, we maybe, don't have the budget not. for that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, boss. I don't know if we have the budget for that yet. <laughs> we will personally will... come to your house. and okay, we're... <laughs> We have a lot of uh, international listeners. I don't know if I can afford a trip to the UK yeah. to, to, yeah. So, hey, it's but... a, well, it's a write-off. It's a write-off. Okay. And that is, that's true. <laughs> it's, it is coming up on tax season in the United States. Well, honestly, but... though, with the feedback, 
I would love to hear. So we, we have a lot of hot takes on Miles. We have a lot, a lot of uh, takes on predictions. We are at the mid-season finale or f- mid-season, uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I would love to hear more of what other people are thinking. And and Jade, uh, who wrote us last week, wrote us again. Yep. And she said something really well that she doesn't have a lot of friends that listen to the show. And yeah. Donnie, Donnie and I are in the same boat where we're like, one day Donnie is like, hey, you've got to watch this show. And I did. And mm-hmm. it, it's like, like none of my friends watch this show other than Donnie. Oh, man. Um, okay. So um, I, I've maybe... become a fam, fam evangelist. I have several people now, like in my, my circle that are, that are watching mm. this. Um, mm. But some of them are behind, so they're not listening to the podcast yet, which which makes me sad. Yeah. Or they're they're still playing some catch up. Which, of course, obviously, if you're listening to this episode, spoilers for everything up to things that have been released at this point for for all mankind. Yeah. Just in case you're still listening and you're like, oh, I haven't watched Goldilocks yet. Let's listen to Donnie and Brian talk about it. Yeah. No. Oh. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, listener base continues to grow. We're just totally, our minds are blown and humbled yeah, by crazy. the fact that you guys would take your time to to download and listen to this thing. Well, I, I think fun. something interesting you said is there is no official podcast this season. And I think yeah, that's one not. of the reasons there's not a lot. There's not a lot out there. Yeah, Matt Wolpert and Ben Nadivi, and I apologize if I'm botching your names. They uh, didn't ask me anything on Reddit yesterday. And that was one of the questions was, are we going to get an official podcast? And they, while they didn't tag us in the message and say there are some fantastic other for all mankind podcasts out there they did at least mention that there are some that exist so no. i did you buy that excuse though um they said they said the sag extra yeah and the, i mean the, it, the strikes so overall i'm trying to remember exactly when that got resolved and it, it was after the premiere i believe so you know, could you go back and just do some? I, I think so. And as I mean, what are you doing this week, of, guys? Right. Well, and Chris Marshall it was and is the the perfect host for that. Like, what a what an mm-hmm. evangelist for the show! What a champion for the show! Um, greatest character of all time. And uh, I mean, she portrayed. Brian is trying betrayed. to be a pundit who is i think he works for the eagle news network and he is just <laughs> hating on everything i'm just saying uh the betrayal and ed in this episode is epic but we can get to that man guys we got answers to to questions that we've had this week and possibly opened up even more questions yeah um we got some flashbacks we got some some homage to lost i felt like and um, we're going to cover it all. But let's dive right in. Yeah. Okay. This thing opens up uh, Apple TV original and we come up on the screen and we're in space and we're zooming in on the Thomas Paine Space Telescope. Oh, oh this, great callback to Thomas so Paine. <laughs> yeah. So I have a nitpick in, in this in, in this scene. But number one, I do love the callback to Thomas Paine, who was. Um, of course, the NASA administrator under the Nixon administration in season one, first half, mm-hmm. and then in season two under Reagan as well. I, he was a kind of portrayed as just a, a jerky McJerk face in season one, I thought. And then season two, they made us love him so that when he died, yeah. we felt terrible about it. Um, but 
I love that we're getting this. This is their version of the James Webb Space Telescope, which didn't launch in our timeline until like 2021. Um, so this thing's already out there in orbit and oh, it wow. takes a picture of an asteroid. Here's my nitpick. They got the position of this thing wrong because if it, if it is in fact their version of the James, James Webb Space Telescope, it should be at Lagrange point number two, which is near opposition of the earth. It's always facing the dark side of the earth. Mm. And when it zoomed in you could see the earth in the background, it was half sunlight, half nighttime. So they got the position of this telescope wrong, which made me sad. And, and just to be clear, I got about 12 texts on, on this subject. So from me, about how angry Donnie was about the, the mispositioning. They, they like, did Garrett Reisman not get included in the room when they made this decision? Was he not there with the VFX artists when they came up with this? Because the position was all Get him on the phone. <laughs> Garrett, we'd, we'd love to interview you. Just, yes, absolutely. Uh, actual astronaut and NASA technical consultant for, uh, for all mankind. Huge mm -hmm. shout out there. So we get a picture and it's downloading to the Goddard Space Center in Maryland. And there is a new dot that is in the picture. It, it's mm. not a dead pixel on your screen, folks. Yep. We've got a new asteroid that is made primarily of metal that is heading towards the inner solar system. And we've only got a six month window to scoop this thing up. Okay, can you, I may have missed something. I did not quite understand what was going on here. So, okay. yeah, can you explain a little? Yeah, so this thing would have been in a near Jupiter orbit around the sun, and it passed close enough to Jupiter that it altered its course. And that new altered course was flinging it into the inner solar system. So this is kind of, there's different gravity assist things that we've done to get probes, you know, further yeah. out into the solar system. Basically, this thing had a gravity assist that happened off of Jupiter that's now pushing it into the inner solar system, close enough to Mars that we have an opportunity to catch this thing. But it, this has nothing to do with the previous asteroid. This is not the XF Kronos, the asteroid okay. that we've seen earlier. This is a whole different one with a metal composition. And that's the kind of the cool thing. You can do spectral analysis. And I'm starting, I'm going to start talking above my head in like the next two seconds. <laughs> but based on you, the light that's coming off of it, you can tell what something's made of. And they at least know this thing's metal. I don't know how you would know necessarily that it's iridium, um, but a very rare earth metal, at least for us here on earth, that is used in electronics and all kinds of different things. And this was the thing that was teased back in the trailer. We finally mm -hmm. got some more confirmation on that. And I like here on the front end, we're finding out about this asteroid. We want to get a hold of this thing. And Russia is the main export of iridium on the Earth. So they mm. are, this is for me, and I'll, you talked about the veneer of the Soviet Union and their economy. And yeah. this is another thing that's kind of underlying that. Oh, veneer. yeah. And if their iridium value goes down, it could actually have a negative impact on their economy as opposed to helping by capturing this thing. Well, and you think about their biggest export right now is uh, petroleum, right? Uh, oil. And in, our in timeline. this timeline, yeah. in our timeline, but in this timeline, that would have gone away mostly, right? So, yeah. Yeah. 
So fun split screen here with a lot of news and their takes on it. And the pundits start yeah. talking. I mentioned Eagle News a minute ago, like the total Fox News knockoff, which I, I kind of thought they, they had some clips with that guy in season three where he was really bashing Ellen Wilson. So I thought maybe it was more of the the blue side version, a polarizing version of Fox News. But now he's also bashing Al Gore. So I think they just, yeah. they're just the, the hate channel. Al Gore. Al Gore. We'll, I can't we'll get wait to, to get That's to That's so good. I know. It was my, my, my wife started laughing hysterically when they got to that. There's there that's are so certain, good. And that's where I love certain things that are just destined to happen. <laughs> yep. The circumstances yep. Yeah. might be different, but the outcome will be the same. And, and yeah. absolutely, absolutely perfect. So roll the opening credits and credits end, and we go straight into a scene that they didn't put it on the screen, but I knew exactly what I was looking at here. This was 1995 Happy Valley. We're getting a flashback, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashback. Oh, my gosh. So we see some of our now dead comrades and Gregory Kuznetsov. It was good just to have him back for yep. just even these short little scenes. And we get Danny collecting all her food. And mm. she is doing her little trips out to Danny Stevens, hanging out at the North yeah. Korean capsule. Yeah. Oh, how did you feel about so good. this? Oh, it, it was, it was good to see, uh, the, I mean, you know, we know we're going to get some sort of, uh, closure on this. Maybe, uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't think we did, but maybe we did. Um, but we finally get some Danny stuff. And so, yeah, I, I was very excited. Danny and Danny. So I, I think I will do my best here to refer yeah. to Danielle Poole and Danny Stevens. Yes. Or if I say yeah, Danny and I don't say Danny Stevens, I'm talking about Danielle Poole. Yeah. So because she's the real Danny, not yeah, the I, dude who got Karen. Danny Stevens pulled this off, the, the actor. The, it was so good. You could tell he is just destroyed as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do want to dive into a little bit more of just the psychological torment that mm -hmm. has to be not just in solitary confinement, but in solitary confinement that if you step outside of you're dead, like immediately. Yeah. Um, what, what psychological torture? I think to anybody, I think you take yep. the, the most sane, stable person and you put them in that environment. They are not going to do well. Was um, it six months? I don't think they were clear on exactly how long this was but it was we, definitely multi we find out at some point we find out at some point uh that they were there i, I think it's like six months but i don't yeah. totally, totally remember i i think maybe a little bit longer um I, 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 I somebody tell us an email do the math for us on this yeah. you know how long would it have been for sojourner two to get there with the martian windows and how long the the ship would take which they haven't been clear on the rescue mission, how long it would have taken them. We know unity takes a month yep. now, but you know, I think it was, it was either like a, a six month trip for sojourner one with its cool solar sails. Like, yep. so, and you had to wait for the certain windows of time for them to be able to even launch That's true. To, to get supplies. Yeah. Now, maybe there were some other things they were able to do, have some unmanned sea dragon, you know, push some gravity cysts <laughs> off of Venus and all the other things yeah. to, to get some supplies to them more quickly. Um, but gosh, it, it, things are bleak and they're just going to get more yeah. bleak as things go on. For yeah. That but you just think about the isolation stinks, but the emotional just 
real that he has going on in his head yeah. of everything he has done. Yeah. And that's got to be devastating. Yeah. And that's all he has to think about. Production details here as well. They had the the, the marks. He had tick marks on the walls yeah. around the capsule, or I guess he was just counting the days. Um, gosh. Um, Did yeah. Lee do that too, or was that I new? don't remember seeing it with Lee. Okay. I, I won't say that he didn't, but I don't recall it. At least they, they were definitely focusing on it and trying to give us some sort of a, a concept yeah. of Danny's been in here for, for some amount of time. I okay. felt like that was kind of the storytelling they were trying to give us there. So yeah, he's counting the days and we are woken up. This is Danny having a dream and I can't remember his name, but we're going to call him Helios Drill Sergeant. He's waking up Danny. It's 1.30 in the morning and something something incredible has happened, which was also <laughs> a soundbite from the trailer as well. And they have found this asteroid, which has just been deemed the Goldilocks asteroid. And it is mm -hmm. heading towards the inner solar system. And Al Gore is convinced in the Molly Cobb Space Center in the meeting that we're going to get Mars whatever it needs to get that asteroid. That's my bad, <laughs> Al Gore. I feel like I've been workshopping it and it's getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. The, the Al Gore was not as bad this time as mm. the last time, I think. Okay. Uh, but that's just me. I think you're a little more sensitive to it than I am. I, I, perhaps I am. Um, but we I, also at least get a taste of politically, we're coming up on the 2004 elections. Yes. And he's he is concerned about his public perception heading into yeah. election season. Yeah. So they're sprinkling in some fun stuff that's going to have a wonderful payoff when we get to Uncle Julio's Tex-Mex a little bit later in the episode. <laughs> also, I just love yeah. we got Uncle Julio's again. So yeah. we're back on, we had segue back to Mars. We're back in the command and control and Danny's having a, a meeting with some of the leaders, including Ed Baldwin. And they basically have 10 weeks to get the mission mm -hmm. launched to start heading towards this asteroid. So it's go time folks. Yeah. And we start seeing lost, some of the tension here. Yeah. Yep. I was, was going to say they lost Svetlana. So they, they, they're, they've got a brand new pilot. They've got to bring in, mm -hmm. which Remains unnamed, but trying yeah. to figure out what's going on there. Uh, you start seeing some some tastes of some conflicting yeah. uh, priorities between Danny and Ed Baldwin here as well. Yeah, we got to get all the argon. Yeah, and she's like, so he's, is that more important than training? Yeah, he he's getting very salty, and you you see the the fractures definitely. Yeah, the tension is definitely out there in the open, and everyone in the room is keenly aware of what's happening. And yeah. by the way, this is a, I didn't mention this, this is a time jump now, uh, some matter of months since Svetlana left. Um, they did yeah. give us a date, which they don't always do in the show, but uh, this asteroid was first located on July 2nd, 2003. So they actually did give mm -hmm. us a date. Uh, it was early spring, uh, at least in the last episode. I believe it would have been somewhere in April. We've now time jumped to July. So this yep. tension is just lingering be between these two. The The cranberries are playing somewhere in the background in my head cannon because <laughs> they're yep. letting it linger. Um, so, yeah, the Danny pulls that aside here and it's like, uh, we yep. got to cut through the crap. We've got we've got a mission to do. We both want this thing to work. And we've got to, we got to make this happen. Yeah. 
I mean, she has made this bed and, and now she's got to sleep in it. Right. Right. Donnie. Every, every time you talk disparagingly this episode about miles, every time that you talk disparagingly about Danny in this episode, I'm just going to say, hello, Milos, because (laughs) it is our new, it's our new high Bob. I don't think we're ever going to get a high Bob again, but we're going to keep getting hello. Oh, hi Bob's. Hi Bob is gone unless there's some huge resolution, but yeah, hi Bob is to get to get to a mountaintop. You have to go through a valley, and we are in the valley right now. We're yeah. Okay, Milos. So (laughs) we got to be on the same page, and meanwhile, we also go back to the cantina and. Some new guy is there, and he is flirting with Samantha. And Miles is kind of looking on. I, I don't know if it was just a jealousy thing or just a confusion thing, but Milo, Milo, Miles. See, I've already forgotten his name too. Yeah, Miles Milo. and Elia. Elia makes the comment here. She is way too good for him. Yeah. Oh, that's good Russian. I thought I thought Thank you were you. him for a second. Thank you, Milos. Yeah, I just I really. We didn't get much of the Miles storyline this this episode, which mm. is great. Um, okay, Milos. Ma- make the makes it one of the best episodes. Um, <laughs> but it just it is weird. Mm. Th- this storyline is so like two dimensional, okay. and like this this lover comes out of nowhere. Like we're introducing the this jealousy angle. Like we would have seen this guy already. I, I would think. But like uh, everything well, is, else is so developed. Hold, hold on okay. a sec. Okay. It's a time jump and it's, it's a revolving a jump, door. It's a revolving door with employees that are coming in and out. So new dude has come and he's got his tour. That's... He kind of got this like Italian mystery man vibe going on. Yeah. And Samantha's digging it. I guess, I guess that's so. true. That's true. We have had a time jump. They they are piling on stuff for and I don't I don't know what the payoff here is just they I don't Jimmy know either I this just for me please Jimmy Stevens this for me please but it, it's it's just frustrating when the Russia stuff the Ed and Danny stuff the even the Dev ISS stuff mm. it's all so developed and so subtle and just well placed. Yeah, and it just feels like the Miles stuff is just being shoved down our throats by like an outside writer. It's so weird. It, it's definitely a, a little bit of a head scratcher. I, I will agree with you there. I will say there is a whole camp in the fan base right now that is loving the Miles stuff, and and you we'll get what? into some of that when we get to email. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll get to that. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Lee wants an update on his wife. We're yeah. trying to get her out of North Korea and smuggle her onto apparently a, a JAXA, which is the Japanese Space Administration, uh, onto their cargo ship to bring her to Mars. And we don't really have anything. Um, yeah, an update. No updates from Elia on, on what's going on there. The update is no update. But they are keeping yeah. that storyline around. They are. We get a glimpse here. Samantha, she's moping, but she is working hard. And trying to figure out what's going on with uh, the upcoming missions. And we'll get some confirmations of that a little bit later. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Kelly is making lunch for Alex. And the mother-in-law is showing some disappointment here. I feel like they're just yeah. there's, there's just table setting that's happening for things later on yeah. in the episode. 
But while she's making the sandwich, Dev is doing a interview on TV news. I can't remember if it was Eagle News Channel or one of the other ones, but she finds out on TV that Dev is going to Mars. He's going to Mars. I mean, totally. It's his call, right? He, he's the CEO yeah. of this company. And if he wants to go, he can make that call. I, I didn't get, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the anger to that, but I guess it is kind of a jerk move to send out that on TV and not to the people that you're, you know, working right. shoulder, shoulder, shoulder with. And they definitely, I think, reaffirmed that the shoulder to the shoulder thing, like in the next scene, yep. because Aleda and Kelly, they're now in the office. Aleda's not aware yep. either. She's been sitting at her desk and that news yep. hasn't tri trickled to her. Like they don't have like internal Helio Slack that is already like, put this yeah. out there, like in all caps on like one of the channels, yep. like Dev's going to Mars. Um, yep. But but that's but right. I guess you're right. They, there is justified anger. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's absolutely fair. And yeah. You, Kelly, he wants Kelly to come with him to Mars because mm -hmm. the, the robot program, it's not getting scrapped. In fact, we're going to double down on it. And the people that you're training won't be ready by the time I'm ready to go. Um, yeah. So drop what you're doing and come with me to Mars. Yeah. And I, I love this because uh, I, I think it's directly after this where she talks to Alita and, and what it's like, you know, if you were... Uh, uh, like you can't stay for your son. Like if it was the husband, mm. like he could go, you'd go. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking like, I don't care if you're the mom or the dad, like to leave right. your son for a year. Right. Like I couldn't do it. I, that I would like, you're robbing your two year old. Well, uh, uh, sorry. Like, yeah. Tw 10 year old, I guess 10 year old. Sure. Like I'm, and I look at my 11 year old and I'm like, would I leave him yeah. for a year? No. Right. Right. Yeah. So I love it because yeah. I'm just thinking like, why would you like, don't do this. Gosh. The, it, and that's where the, the this parenting storylines, they yeah. really resonate yes. with me. As, I know. As, a, was like as they, a girl dad, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. They set me up. Yeah. They set me up and punched me in the gut. Big time. So Dev says, hey, I've got some loose ends I got to tie up. I'll be out of pocket for the next couple of days. Mic drop. I'm out. <laughs> you guys pick up the pieces here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the and way, he, he also is putting, he's putting Aleda in charge of the negotiations yeah. as well for, yeah. for the asteroid. So she's like, I'm an engineer. And he's like, no, I think you're yeah. fully capable of doing this. Which so. I buy, but is that a good decision? Probably Final not, time. but... Time it will be end up being a good decision just because oh, Elena is the, uh, you know a hero in this, but it's practically like I don't know that you would do that. It uh, practically probably not. This is writers' table setting because we need to yes. have at some point in this yes. season a Margot and Elena reunion, and a this reckoning. is the vehicle. Ooh, well, we're gonna get back to reckonings there in a little bit. But meanwhile, back in Martian mm -hmm. orbit, we're still in 2003, and Ed is doing some new test maneuvers and docking things with the Ranger One in orbit, and he has handpicked his crew, and Danny is mm -hmm. not happy about it. Yeah. So we get some more bickering here between the high bobs, um, and ultimately, Danny uh, agrees to go along with Ed's decisions here, but she makes it well known that she is the person in charge and you need to run stuff by me, dude. Yeah. Is, all right. Prove to me here that Danny's wrong.
because I know you just want to be Eagle News grumpy guy. I mean, she is definitely undermining Ed, and Ed <laughs> is the guy that should be picking the crew. And so she has set a, a, a place for him to, to not win because, of course, he should pick the crew. And then, but she's like second guessing him and then yeah. pretending to like be like, okay, uh, yeah, hey, let's just be on the same page here. Like, so get off this his back, let him do what he needs to do, man. If this mission goes wrong, who's going to take the fall for it? We already had one Ed. base commander. Did he get fired during this last no. one? No. Mission commander did. So mission commander should be in Good the point. loop. Mission commander should be in the loop. All right, moving on. Drill sergeant is now co-pilot, apparently. Have we seen anything to allude to the fact that this guy has flying skills? Not only is he a drill sergeant, but he's also a, a talented ace. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Especially be... in something like this that seems to be very manual, that hmm. you know, you've got to be able to thread the needle. And sure. yeah, that that sat weird with me that he was just now a co-pilot. Yeah. So uh, table setting because we needed someone to see yeah. shaky hand and sergeant, yeah. drill sergeant, helios man sees shaky hand. Yeah. Holy smokes. He knows something's up. Now, what is he going to do with that information? Meanwhile, yep. back at Julio's Tex-Mex on Earth, <laughs> uh, Kelly and Aleda are debating Kelly going to Mars. And this is where you okay. already talked about and you alluded to yeah, yeah. Uh, Aleda saying, of course, you're going. Like This is the opportunity of a lifetime. You've been working on this for 15 years. Uh, this is you. You need to go. Um, Kelly, being a, a good mom, is terrified of abandoning her son. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, oh, gosh, I hate, yeah. I mean, she's been an orphan twice in her life at yeah. this point. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't that doesn't seem to play into this, but that is true. Yeah. I do <laughs> just the, the underlying tones uh, of that reality. Yeah. I, I don't know. That that hits home for me here. Um, and also, my, and it really, my wife. Go okay. ahead. I was going to say, my wife, from a production perspective here, like Aleda, when she starts talking and getting serious, she has a really deep cadence, and the deep cadence got really, really big here, and my wife just wanted to point that out. So, Definitely. put in my notes here, Holly hating on Aleda's deep cadence. So, there you go. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I just, I think uh, Aleda, as a mother, mm. should have been thinking about this better, but... She, I mean, her career is her defining aspect. Um, it just, again, to, to leave a already, you know, fatherless child for a year mm. to a terrible grandmother. What a jerk. Mm. Um, just, yeah, that, of course that's your way on her. Right. And, and why on earth would the grandmother stay in Houston, Texas and not take Alex back to Russia and Kelly may never see him again. I got, I, yeah. I, I perceive that as a very real scenario. A hundred percent. Yeah. The, mud, if and the when that grandmother out. is like, well, anyway, that comes later. Yeah. Uh, so Kelly does reminisce here in the conversation with Aleda about uh, her mom, Karen taking over the outpost and saying something along the lines of there's a thousand reasons why not to do something, find the reason to do things. Um, 
and this is this yeah. is her dream. So she is totally struggling with do the, do I do this or don't I do this? Meanwhile, camera pans over to TV behind the bar because ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, Al Gore is announcing to the world that he is the one who found the Goldilocks asteroid. He found it. He he invented <laughs> asteroids. He invented asteroids. I love it so much. I, I, I I'm I'm laughing. My wife is laughing. Yeah. Like it, it was it was it was perfect. It was it's so perfect. Good. <sighs> I, I love, I love like, I, how you said that. The like even in an alternative timeline, there are things that are fated to happen. Yes. And Al Gore claiming like claiming <laughs> something that doesn't belong to him in a, in the hugest way is one of those things that that are fated to happen. And it was the perfect way to sprinkle in actual historical things. So they had yeah. like a Letterman top 10 where they were making fun yes. of Al Gore yes. about his claim. By the way, for those who may have lived under a rock or just don't recall this time in our history, Al Gore made a statement where he took credit for inventing the Internet yeah. um, in our timeline. So just just to make sure that you're, you're aware. Um, so the, the Letterman top 10, I thought absolutely wonderful. Yeah, um, so good. Marv, aka Eli Hobson, is just absolutely furious. Um, yeah, like Gore, what are you doing, dude? I'm in the middle of trying to make negotiations with Russia. Russia is not excited about the fact that we found this asteroid, and you're making things worse. And Gore is yeah. totally in election mode. We we get a mention here of Bragg, uh, who was Ellen Wilson's first VP. Yeah, who it's apparently is going to be set up as, um, you know, the campaign opponent for Al Gore in 2004. I wonder if we're going to continue through the season all the way to the, the presidential election or if that's going to be something that segues into season five. Please give us season five Apple TV. Yeah, please. So there, there are definitely more table setting. I felt like with that, at least putting that in the back of our minds, Bragg is still a it thing. Is, it is interesting like I don't, I honestly don't know a lot about Al Gore um, as a, a personality, and he's just he's kind of a caricature at, at this point in our timeline. Um, of you know, climate activist, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know. So the fact that he is so, uh, I want to say selfish. That's not a good word, but with Eli, like. He's he's a jerk to Eli. He's like Eli. You started yeah. the Cold War again, um, right. and then to claim credit for something that he's going to make Eli fix, it, or it causing a problem that he's going to make Eli fix, is yeah. super selfish. Yeah, that's just that's probably just politicians all around. But it's a weird. It's just interesting how they're playing out in this. Yeah, I think he we're seeing flavors of passing the buck or at least yeah. the anti buck stops here mentality. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where people like Daniel Poole, I think are amazing leaders because I think the buck does stop there. Um, she doesn't play blame game. Um, however, altercation yeah, she just is coming follows, my, my people's. She follows every rule at the detriment of any loyalty she's built up over 30 years, but that's fine. By the way, buckle up because we're also going to get into personality types by the end of this because I've got a lot to mm. say. Um, meanwhile, back on Mars, we get this little sprinkle here of just a quick technical conversation about we're going to have to de-spin Goldilocks and we're not exactly sure how we're going to yeah. do that. 
they they don't throw in things like this on accident. So yes. future action scene where we're trying to despin Goldilocks is coming. Like yeah. By the way, we're we're halfway through the season. We got five episodes left. There's going to be some sort of an action sequence with this. Yes. Stay tuned. Yeah, just if you think about how crazy this is, because if it it's one thing if it's just moving through space, mm -hmm. okay, right. Right. If it's spinning, it's not spinning like uh, side to side. Sure. It's spinning in some weird way. So like right. not only do you have to match its speed, mm -hmm. but you have to match the, can't see my hand, but like whatever trajectory the he, spin is he, going. He's doing like a figure eight zigzag right yes. now. Just to yeah, give you, you a play-by-play -play for all you radio listeners. A 3D figure eight. Um, yeah, that's so insane to think about to quote jfk and again ellen wilson at the end of season one we don't do these things because they're easy we do them because they're hard mm -hmm. um and, that, and that's the charm of the show so i, I can't yeah. wait to see how this is going to play out as we go um so meeting adjourns and uh sergeant palmer i I, I did write down his name in my notes and here it is so helios drill sergeant now has a name yes ladies and gentlemen his name is palmer uh, he wants to he wants to stay behind. He's kind of lingering at the door. Danny's like, come have a seat. Tell me what's going on. And I mean, this guy, he has been rehearsing his yeah. delivery on informing yes. Danny that there's a problem like he I, I appreciate that they are table setting here. I, how many times have I said table setting this episode? Tell me in the email. I are you hungry? Uh, it's almost lunchtime. Uh, it's Saturday mm. morning. We're recording this, and uh, grilled cheese has my name on it. And I feel like we're mm. only halfway through my notes here. Um, he, he refers to him as Admiral Baldwin. I've respected him. I grew up when I was yeah. seven. I was watching the congressional hearings where he took the fall for Apollo 10 not going well. I've always respected him. And I need to disclose to you that I saw him having a shaky hand when I was on yeah. the bridge of Ranger 1. And, and, then, and Danny, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the, this scene plays so well, and mm. like the even the rehearsed speech, <clears throat> and and this is I'm gonna nitpick just a little. Uh, okay. Going back to the Miles storyline, like this <laughs> scene is so good, right. and you just said you just said it. Like we know that he practiced this the speech that he right. agonized over even to have it. Like even to right. say it, right? And we know that because of the subtleties of the mm. scene, it it's doesn't not need to be over shoved. Yes, shoved down our throat. Yeah, and so that's why, like, some of this is so good. Yeah, when it's bad, yeah. it's it's not. It's just weird. It's I don't. It's, yeah. it's confusing. It's a it's a solid argument, Brian. Yeah, uh, I'm, I know. I'm with you on that I'll one. Stop, I'm, I'm I'll with stop you. making it. I just you said that. I'm like yes. Yeah. so good but danny being the good leader she is i mean she pushes back here and is like that's a that's a heavy accusation you're making like and he's like i i wouldn't be saying it if i didn't if i didn't see it with my own eyes um so now the question is going to be for the rest of the episode what does danny do with this information she said that but you know she loved it she's like finally i got in <sighs> all right eagle news you're you're wrong Milosh, but okay meanwhile we get my favorite easter egg the the lost transition sound 
because and so for those of you yeah. who never watched the show lost but whenever you're moving between what's happening on the island and a flashback which each episode had things that are happening in the present and things that are happening in the past yeah. that starts getting away from that format a little bit later and i don't want to spoil things too much for people um especially that season three finale but um one of the best hours of television by the way but we get the whoosh that's a terrible whoosh sound um we get that was a better it. one yeah oh you nailed it brian you absolutely yeah. nailed it and that was the mechanism of saying we're now going back in time. So again, yeah. we're back in 1995 and we are at the Happy Valley base and things are bleak. Man, this is so good. The makeup, the mm. the body language. Yeah. They look like zombies. Oh, it's it, it is absolutely terrible. Um yeah. the makeup especially danielle pool's makeup here she like looks, her face is like gaunt yes like yeah. uh, i don't know how many hours she had to sit in a chair for them to make that look but holy smokes yeah. absolutely it's worked. Good. it's great yeah you guys absolutely killed it um i mean they're parsing through these rations that they've got and i mean they've got things boxed up she's boxing things up fun little detail here not fun but <laughs> i i it looked like there were labels that said pool on them. Like these were Danny's rations that she was pulling the label off and putting on one that said Stevens. I, mm. I, I, it was very subtle, but I felt like she was giving Danny Stevens some of her rations. Wow. Which to me just adds more weight to this thing, especially with the blow up that's going to happen at the end. But Danielle pool is now leaving the base to go to Danny Stevens by herself. Like Ed, Ed is not in on helping at all with this. Mm. So whatever guilt, whatever he has, he's not owning anything with supporting Daniel Poole going and helping Danny Stevens here. Well, he does go with her, though. Not on this one. Not on no, this no, drive. This you're right. You're right. You're right. No, that's right. All right. So she gets there. She's sitting with Danny Stevens and Danny Stevens. He's begging to come yeah. back. Hey man, I I to come back. I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him too, and I've hated Danny Stevens. I know. I mean, there are there are timers out there that are like, "Is Danny Stevens dead yet?" There are Twitter yeah. accounts that exist for this. Yeah. I felt terrible for Danny Stevens. I would have I would have brought him back. Danny stays firm here. Um, I guess because it's tough she's a monster. Yeah, she gives she no. gives him a Bible. I think she. It's, she she is a rule follower to T, yeah. and that is her good and her bad, and I mean, it okay. This it, is this yeah. is where I'm getting frustrated with Ed. Okay, this is where I'm okay. getting frustrated with Ed because we had the uh, there's going to be a reckoning, and he followed yeah. through with it with this decision, which at the end of season three they say we have decided this is what's going to happen. And he's not following through here and providing support to the decision that was made to exile Danny Stevens. Mm. It's all on Daniel Poole to keep this thing going. Not cool. I mean, if you're I'm, Ed, I'm getting worked up. I'm, I know I'm getting worked up over this, but if you're if you're Ed, though, do you want to go see Danny? If you're Danny, do you want to see Ed? <sighs> 
it's his crew. Ed's the commander of the Helios mission, and this is a member of his crew, and he's okay. not doing his job. He's got a job to do. Yeah, Karen died. Things went badly. You're able to save your daughter and your grandson. Follow through with your job. You got a job to do. And if there's going to be a reckoning, you need to follow through with the consequences of it. And part of the consequences is going and facing the guy that you've exiled. And he left it I, all on Daniel Poole to do. Okay. I'm cool. on board with that. I'm on board with that. All right. It's not cool. It's not cool. Danny stays firm. Um, we agreed this is what's happening. This is where you are. And I guess I'll you know see you in a month or whatever. <laughs> All right, lost transition back to present again. Kelly is breaking the news to little Alex that she is going to Mars, and he's mm -hmm. understandably devastated. He wants to go. He wants to go. Yeah. He had a friend in the second grade who went to the moon, you know, stayed in the <laughs> Hilton up there on the moon. Yeah. Why can't I go with you? Um, I just like that they are ramping up the drama about this. Um, yeah. Alex, he's devastated. He goes to his grandma for comfort. To the grandma that holds him and looks at her like she's a monster and the grandma's not wrong but it's not wrong grandma's not wrong but that is a toxic terrible in-law indeed indeed meanwhile back at the helios headquarters we are introduced to some dude named brant i have a friend named brant hi brant um, he's in government relations. He wants to lay us up to speed on the negotiations. Uh, have you read the dossiers? And she starts tiptoeing around in the most Michael Scott way yeah. of the yep. dossiers. And he's like, you haven't read those. She's like, no. Yeah. He's like, well, get up, get up to speed because uh, there's definitely more to come on this topic. What What is the play here? Because as he walks up to her, he like butchers her name, which felt like a real a way to like degrade mm -hmm. her. Like he yes. was like, yeah, whatever your name is, uh, you know, Spanish chick, you know, da da da. Yeah, yeah. Um, th that's the way I, he kind of came across. But then, it, then he also seemed respectful at the end. I don't, I didn't really get the play. Yeah. So this is, I've worked in corporate culture for most of my my professional career. This is corporate culture. Like, yeah, you know, executive finds something that they like about this individual. So we're going to prop them up to do this thing. And they may not be completely qualified to do it, but because I know them and I trust them to, to follow yeah. through, we're going to go with that other person who has all the credentials who's come in and they're, they're, they're showing some, some frustration here and they're taking it out on mm -hmm. the person that is okay. the cherry picked by the CEO. So gotcha. I, this, is, yeah. this is corporate politics is, is all that that was. So okay. I thought that was believable. Uh, meanwhile, back on Mars, by the way, just fun tidbit with this one, the wide shot that they used of Happy Valley Base here, you could see the Helios rover from the 1994 mission. It was actually there. That's the first time I've noticed. Interesting. That. So fun little tidbit here. Uh, Miles is getting a D-mail from home. Here's what mm. I wrote in my notes. This is all I'm going to say. Back on Mars, D-mail from Miles' family. Brian loved it so much. Let Brian vent. Okay, so we get a, a glimpse of this in the last two episodes, and this, so, what a garbage woman. Oh, like, oh. no, but seriously, like, she is like, oh, you're making money, I love you. Oh, there's not so much money, I don't love you as much. And mm. that is her plight. She calls him in the last episode, uh, and she's like, 
we were at the, the the jewelry store and I was buying some jewelry because you have money now. And then we found a way that you can make even more money if you could send some more money down. That'd be great. And then in this episode, they have the new house and like, I mean, they're just living it up and and great as Miles, the defender of Miles, like, yes, you want to provide that stuff. Sure. But like, this is a conditional relationship based on money. Mm. That is yeah. terrible. I don't I don't disagree, Milos. I don't disagree. I shouldn't have said she was a garbage woman, but like that's my extreme. I go to extremes, okay? It, we know this about you at this point. If you are a regular listener of Happy Valley, this is Brian being polarizing. This is what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it gosh, it feels so conditional. It like, is conditional, we yes. Are, we we love you, Miles, because of the achievements that you're making right now, not because, because of, of you money, are, but yes. because of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I hate that message. I hate that message. Yeah. And and again, it's just such a shallow storyline. Like they could have done this better. I I don't disagree. Um, do you feel like you vented adequately here, though? I yes, because I I need to I I just I love this show so much. Um, I hate this so much. <laughs> well, uh, I got good news for you because it's all uphill from here. Uh, yes, as far as and this, this episode goes. Done miles. Uh, almost just one little tidbit oh, here. Well. Sam does walk in and she announces to, to Miles that she has been assigned a ranger and she doesn't look excited about it. Yeah, um, she doesn't. So maybe it's just fear over the other no name guy that died at the in the last mission. Um, well, they they spell it out. They say he, he says like that's what you wanted, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, you know, yeah. wh wh where are they going with that story? Tell me more. Uh, Miles does take a pass here to try to recruit her to his Mars rock side hustle, um, which apparently is going well. However, Elia is now unwrapping some hot sauce from some newspaper. And newspaper has jewelry Mars Rock ad on it. So Elia yes. is now aware that Miles is going behind his back and smuggling some Mars Rocks back to Earth. Yep. And dun, he dun, is dun, not dun. wrong in this. I mean, obviously, this is a dangerous game that they're playing. Yes. And he is right to be angry. I it, couldn't agree more, Milosh. It it affects him. I mean, it, it does. It, yeah. Because he's gonna, he's going to go down with the ship as well if yeah. this thing comes to a head, and they're definitely setting that up. So, interested to see how that plays out over this last five episodes. Meanwhile, back on Earth, we've got Dev Iessa, and he is driving an electric McLaren. Um, I wrote here Tony Stark is showing up at a church. Yep, and just kind of a fish out of water thing here of kind of walking in. Don't really know where he's going, but he's looking for um, a lady named Malika. And he wants to tell her goodbye because he's going to Mars and he's going to Mars to stay. Yeah. And yeah. the conversation keeps going and it's revealed in this, that this is his mom and he's definitely holding resentment for her because she left, uh, he and his father. Yeah. I just love this character development with Dev. Um, yep. he's always had this chip on his shoulder about his dad and his dad not being able to achieve his dreams and it destroying him and uh, the ripple effect that that had through his family. Now that we're seeing with the, the yep. mom abandoning them, at least from Dev's perspective, that's what happened. 
um, his mom not staying and fighting for their family. And and he has a character, his achievement or his uh, mm. worth from from the world's a, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just, no in, in, internally, like mm. his purpose is work, is achievement, yes. is yes. And we we get a little chink in that in, in, in the scene, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, and and I actually appreciate that from from his mom's perspective. Like, there's so much that you could be doing on Earth. Why are you going yeah. to Mars? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's the, there's the exploration piece for I think for Dev and that you know that that's what makes the history books. It's not the <laughs> it's not the Bill Gates Foundation that makes the history books. It's yeah. It, you know, it's the science, it's the pushing humanity forward thing. Um, she needs, well, and, she wants Bill Gates foundation. She doesn't want the, the yeah. exploration. Yeah. Yeah. And, but which one is, is more important? And I think with mm. dev, like dev has nothing. And mm. we see that at the beginning of the season went where uh, episode two, I think where mm-hmm. we see Stark mansion and he is alone. He is, there's nobody there. There's no girlfriend. There's no wife, right. there's no kids. There is just a dude in a couch making money, yeah. making his trades. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think we just, we see that completely cr- crumble by the end of the, the episode. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, he's definitely playing some blame game here with two, with the, like the Harambe mentality yeah. that he was really, he was playing out at Helios to success until he really feels like he got burned by Karen Baldwin and, and yeah. by the other leadership at Helios, you know, kicking him out. Um, that really did rock his world. Yeah. Um, and, and he's putting that blame on his mom. Okay. Yeah. Um, even then, you know, Mr. I'm going to do the right thing. You know, here's a card. If you ever need anything, you know, and she says, I don't want, I don't want your money. I want my son. Yeah. Um, I just, he, he says goodbye. He leaves. I wrote him my notes here. Gosh, this is getting good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Molly Cobb Space Center. Yes. Marv, he's talking to Arena. They're arguing over Gore's statement, overstating America's claim on this asteroid. Um, She wants a new agreement. um, And a part of her contingency here is we're going to have a summit and we're going to host it. It's going to happen in the Soviet Union. Um, Marv here concedes that he is going to agree to take that to President Gore to, to see if he'll be on board with it. Yeah, and she she has successfully has all the the chips, right? She does. Um, that like Mar Marv has been, you know, his negotiating skills have been so wrecked. He's not even really trying here. Yeah, at this point, I think the hubris of him. Well, I've negotiated with the UAW. I think Arena has proven to be to to best him. Um, when it comes yep. to negotiation. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. And we do get confirmation in the next scene uh, at Alayda's house. Uh, I, I thought this was just a little fun little family scene here. Javi yep. uh, sees his parents having affection for each other. <laughs> I thought it was funny. She's like, hey, this is the kind of thing that made you. Yeah. It was wonderful. You um, wouldn't be here. She gets, yeah. Right. She she gets a phone call and says, uh, pack your bags. We're heading to the Soviet Union next week for, yeah. for a summit. Brian, we are going to get a Margot Aleda reunion. We are. Uh, Aleda is going to be wrecked. I yeah. Gosh. Yeah it it it's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, buckle up because the rest of this episode just I- incredible. 
uh, every sequence. Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. Next scene, we're back at Kelly's house. She is putting Alex to bed. He's asleep. Um, Kelly is basically saying her her emotional goodbyes to her son. Mm -hmm. She's looking around his room. It's solar system, space, everything. The, The theme is there. We get a Pathfinder model on on the shelf. Brian, I want to I want to model the Pathfinder. Um, so if you're looking for Christmas ideas for me, folks, happyvalleyfam at gmail.com. Uh, send me a link if you find you a Pathfinder model because I need a Pathfinder yeah. model in, in my office here. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, Kelly's struggling with this decision. Yeah, she is. Um, I wrote, I wrote in my notes here, 15 minutes to go. And this is just going to get heavy all caps. Uh, we go straight to a Karen video. Kelly is watching a video. Um, gosh, um, Chantel was great. Um, by the way, not credited here. I wonder if this is something they recorded during season three that yeah, was the cutting that. room floor and they played it in this episode. Um, because there it, were other people from season three that got credited. Uh, she did not. Interesting. Uh, but I thought it was great to see her again. Um, absolutely sold it for me. Um, yeah, you know, with the tears, so um, you're going to be a great mom. And just the torn career versus yep. family. And how is how is Kelly going to thread that needle? Um, yep. Absolutely incredible. Meanwhile, back on Mars, Danny is um, hyper-focused now on Ed. Now that she knows, she's looking at the hand. Um, and her husband, uh, we get a scene here with a message from her husband who wants to make a video for their son, Isaiah, that's getting married. Yay. I thought that was great. Yeah. So Danny needs to put together a, a pep speech for him, how proud she is. Um, and yeah. she starts talking, she starts, she hits record. She tries, she starts talking about partnerships and she, she has can't to do stop. It. She yeah. can't do it. She's coming to the realization about how bad things are between her and Ed. Well, and, and she regrets that she caused them to get this bad. That's totally how that went down. Not. Uh, meanwhile, flashback, we get more lost sounds. And guys, the food is all but gone. They show the hydroponics mm-hmm. bay and like there's nothing there. Yeah. I mean, they, like they are like keeling over. Um, Louisa is, is in this scene. She's got like an IV drip on her. Uh, Dmitry Mayakovsky, Dr. Mayakovsky, he still has his dad bod, which I figure is just, uh, we didn't have the budget to make him look super skinny like they did Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame. Uh, that was my only nitpick in this scene, but I mean, they are, they are not even surviving at this point, barely surviving. Yeah. And they are just driving the point home that this is, this is bad. It's really bad. Danny. Pool is packing up the food for Danny Stevens. And it's like, there's like one pack in there. Like it's there, there's, there's yep. nothing. And this is like the trip where she's going to go break the news to him that, uh, this is, this is all we have left from, yep. from rations. And Ed finally says, I'll go with you this time. I mean, I'm led to believe here. This is the first time that Ed's gone back to see him since they exiled him. That's that's it me might be. reading between the lines, but yeah. I, that's what I feel like is happening here. Well, so, and, and Ed, Ed, Ed realizes that this is not a typical trip, and so he is in typical Ed fashion supporting his friend and partner, <laughs> which he hasn't been doing for months now, and <laughs> apparently he's deciding. 
Okay. I I'm trying. I it, No, you're right. I'm trying to be the Ed guy uh, because yeah. there's so many Ed people out there. But you're right. You're right. He's he's a garbage well, person. Well, and too. this is this is we're going to get into some personality types here. But I I think for those who do care about that kind of thing, and you know, people are all over the spectrum about it. I, I like the enneagram. I I think it's a tool. I think it helps inform you know how our minds work and how other people's minds work differently than ours. And I think it gives us a, an insight into that. But I think totally. she's an enneagram nine. I think she's a peacemaker. And us peace, I'm also a nine, so I, I resonate with this, but we can let things simmer and we don't even know that they're there. And I think she's not consciously aware of how much Ed's letting her down, but Ed's letting her down. Mm. So anyways, they get to the Korean capsule um, and we see the back of Danny and try to raise him on comms. There's no response. And mm -hmm. we get the confirmation that we've all suspected that. Danny's no longer with us. Danny Stevens do, is no longer. Do we with get us. confirmation though? Like he's <laughs> sitting there and his his eyes are open, but like we cut. I feel like we cut away before he like, <laughs> like you know. Then he start. Then you know that that scene in that movie in every movie. He's he's be, he's beyond just, pale here. I mean, there's Jim Gaffigan I mean, pale, and then there's Danny Stevens dead pale. <laughs> I'm I'm say I'm just saying they, they we didn't see him get buried. Um, <laughs> there's still a chance. So I think the he's flashbacks dead. from next next episode. I think I think he is he he is really dead here. He's but he's really dead. It, there, there's a rule in shows and movies. Like if you mm. see somebody go over the waterfall, they're still alive. Like you have to see the yeah. light go out of their eyes to know that they are dead. If you don't yeah, see the light so, uh, go out of their eyes, they are still alive. There, there was a lot of debate on the Discord channel here too about well, how did he commit suicide? Like, did he open up the suit? Did he find the gun? Like, you can just suffocate in your suit if you run out of yeah. O2. And I, I think he just sat down, he gave up, he blacked out, and and he was. But he his was eyes are wide open. Yeah, that, and, that was the one thing that I kind of wondered there. Like, would would his eyes have been? So I, I did watch. Um, gosh, and I'm blanking on the name of this documentary. Is it, it was a docu series about the people who do free diving, who they they swim down like 50 meters with like no no nothing, no respirator, no nothing. Um, and how many times? Like it, it's the in my opinion dangerous sport, most dangerous sport in the world. Uh, because they'll come up and they'll get like 10 meters from the surface and they'll black out. And like, mm. I mean, their eyes are open, but there's nobody home. Mm. Um, so I kind of thought that was, that there was this, like he just, he, he met his end. Maybe, but like, yeah, if you're struggling for breath, are you going to just, do you just sit there and die or like, I don't know, your, your fight or flight would kick it. So anyway, so he's probably still alive. Yeah. So we've established that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think that this is it for him. And I, I have uh, something that came up in email and then another theory that I'll, I'll have a, a dark side theory. Um, mm. we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so back in the present, we're at Helios headquarters now and Kelly is walking into Dev's office and... He has his back. It's raining outside. And Kelly has a prepared speech here that she is delivering about she thinks yeah. Alex should come on the trip. And actually, from a medical perspective, she makes she's making a solid argument here. 
because um, yeah. he, he was born in space. Apparently, he does have some heart defects. They think the the less lower gravity and the higher oxygen content at the Happy Valley base would actually have positive medical effects on him. Um, so she's making that that perspective. She's the, making the whole, that angle. The whole time we just see Dev's back, and you're you're like, what a jerk! Like he's just sitting there, like not even acknowledging she's in the room. Oh my gosh! And then they go to his face. And oh. he is just tears streaming down his face. He is broken. I, I mean, here's how I read that scene. And this is Kelly fighting for her son the way that he yep. wanted his mom to fight for him. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, beautiful. He's already kind of hurt. And so when mm. she comes on him, he's already just like struggling in conflict. And then for her to advocate for her son to that effect, yeah. yes, I think absolutely that just broke him. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And I mean, all he can all he can muster up is, of course, he will be welcome. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that we, as the audience, got to see that from Dev's perspective. Kelly just all she got was his back, <laughs> and and she knows something's wrong, but I. She knows you know, something's wrong, but yeah. I, you know what's the comfort level there? Of I, I kind of wish she had. You know, are you are you all right? But well, she just leaves the I, room. I liked how it played out because she expected a, a fight, right? And mm -hmm. so it's just like when your kids come to you and they're like, "Okay, I think I should do yeah. this thing that that you're going to say no, but here's five reasons why," and you're like, "I don't care yet, go do it." Uh, yeah, man. Yep. Meanwhile, back at the cantina, we do have one more scene uh, yeah, with Milos, and uh, Elia's acting all cool to Miles. You know, it's, it's tomorrow's problem with the requests that are coming in. Uh, they're they're splitting up their their shroot bucks, and Elia <laughs> asks if Miles wants to count his cut, and he's like, "Nah, sure, it's fine." And here, let's drink to success. And yeah, my, I'm like, my, my wife's like. Uh, is is he poisoning him? Is this, is, this, is this it? Is this it? And there was no poison. Yeah, the scene just ends. Yeah. So yeah, I guess tomorrow's problem. But they they were I guess teasing there that you know Ilya is going to have a confrontation with Miles about this. But I guess yes. he has to work himself up to it. He hasn't prepared a speech yet. Meanwhile, we go to Ed's quarters mm. for the best scene of all time. Uh, Danny's there. Uh, she suggests that he step back from flight duty. That's where she starts. Yeah. Um, she confronts him about his hand, and Ed gets wildly defensive immediately. How dare you? He does, um, but she says, "You know what?" And and he and he acknowledges, yeah, let like he doesn't fight it because she she's yeah. very firm. Yeah. Um, it gets personal real quick. Uh, Ed, Ed calls her a, a quitter, makes it personal about how things went down with Danny Stevens, which again, from Daniel Poole's perspective, where were you, Ed, when I needed your help? You didn't show up, dude. Well, um, okay. To be fair, she did pull that card first, not in this scene, mm -hmm. uh, two episodes ago, she pulled that card. Well, he's putting the, the whole exile idea on her. In, in mm. this scene, in this scene, in my opinion, and it was not just her idea. 
Ed, no, Ed's reckoning speech was a thing and he didn't follow through and he's not mm. owning that he was just as responsible for what happened to Danny Stevens as Danielle Poole. He is unfairly blaming Danny Poole for this. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, and Chris Marshall here absolutely kills it. Um, this is as an Enneagram nine anger is below the surface and we don't even know it exists. And then when we find out it's there, it's like an erupting volcano and the erupting volcano happens. And she lets 30 years of tension come out. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, and we've, we've had her explode before, um, um, even in, in the last episode where they're at, Ed, Ed, Ed knows the buttons push with her. Sure. And, but this is new level of just yes. like you sent me a screenshot of her face and it oh. is, I mean, terrifying. Like she is a force, a very angry force. In my notes here, all caps, Chris Marshall for all the Emmys, all of them. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Best score. So again, the conversation starts out with, Hey, I think you might need to step back from flying to now. Yeah. Danny is laying the hammer down. You are relieved to flight status and you are relieved from your role as XO. And, and you're going to regret this. Regret, yeah. You're going to re regret this. The quote, and I quote, I've got a lot of regrets in my life, Ed. This ain't going to be one of them. Roll credits. Oh, mm. that's the episode, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a gift in a mid-season episode. Mm. Like, this was so, so good. And and again, like, there just, there has been a lot of chess pieces moving, yeah. breadcrumbs being laid, but this has been a great season. I, yeah, and I'm from a drama payoff perspective, just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. We have five episodes to go, and I love that we have some ideas about where this could go, but yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the end game is yet. And I've I've got guesses, but holy smokes. Um wonderful table setting. Um I can't yep. wait for I'm assuming next week is going to be Soviet Union. Um the Apple TV does give us the the titles of the episodes. But I know you said we won't talk about that. So I'll I'll keep this in speculative, but we're gonna be in the Soviet Union. So is Margot going to be one of the people at the table? And is that how Aleda finds out? But Aleda's going to find out. She and is. then are they setting up this dev Kelly relationship? Is that gonna be a thing? Because I feel like we're getting some sprinkles of that. I mean, I guess it's not out of the, out of the question, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like simultaneously excited and bummed because we've had this fun Kelly Aleda dynamic, and now we're going to move away from that because they're we're, they're they're reshuffling the chairs. Yeah, and she's going to be on Mars, and then like, what is what is Dev's dynamic going to be with Daniel Poole? Um, is he going yeah. to? acknowledge the chain of command and that she's in charge because uh, he's a CEO of a company that's really funding a lot of this stuff and operationally making things happen. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be an interesting yeah. dynamic. I, I think it is, it is interesting and there's so much, I mean, they really just knock the pieces over 
uh, on, mm-hmm. it, with with regards to Mars because yeah um we we've, we've got to do something with that gun I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't but yeah they've got to do something with that gun you've got yeah. Ed who who <clears throat> he is not going to go quietly into that night the only no. reason for him to go back to Earth is now coming to Mars so to send yes. him to Earth yes. is like would be you know pointless for him mm-hmm. but he can't stay. Like you can't have know. that blow up and him stick around, um, right? And like she would definitely, uh, Dan- Danny, Danny would definitely recommend him going back uh, mm. to NASA. So, are there people? He is a loyal? Helios employee. He is a okay. Helios employee. I mean, there's a chain okay. of command at the base. Um, does that mean that he necessarily is now removed from the facilities? I don't know. That's yeah. That's going to be a good question. Well, and easily, I, you they, you got this dynamic they've built up of the techs versus the pilots, uh, you know, the upper mm-hmm. and the lowers. Yes. And Ed could definitely go to the lowers and rally them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have Sam, who got the concession from Danny um, on Svetlana. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There's there's so much going on there. So my, my other thing uh, that I'm scratching my head about and I'm wondering moving forward, like there's not another pilot jockey that we know of on the base right now. And this story is going to re- give us somebody that we're familiar with. And maybe they're going to introduce somebody in the next episode. But who's going to command this mission? Who's yeah. going to fly this ship? There are really at this point only two pilots that we know as viewers that are on the base right now, Ed Baldwin, Danielle Poole. Is Danny mm. going to fly this mission now? Good question. And with Dev coming, does right. she take a, a you know backseat? I don't know. Yeah. But we're talking about a unprecedented mission, like right. a, a so complicated maneuver that you couldn't right. even simulate. Like, right. So I don't know how they I don't know how they do it. There's going to have to be some yeah expertise and ability to take the controls, take the stick, and stick the landing. And I yeah, yeah. I I need to be introduced to a pilot who's going to pull that off. If it's not going yeah. to be Ed or Danny, that's what that's another thing that's just a little confusing is if we're if if they have plans for fifth season which please do please like i just don't know like ed can't 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 be in that season danny can yeah i think age wise danny can danny so danny right now is 60 yeah uh, right at 60 years old ed baldwin's 72 yeah and i'm pulling that from the for all mankind wiki that information and, so. and he could be in he could be in it but not as a player i i don't know what agreed Maybe you like could like we've got some people that can, but we're just we don't have this uh, ensemble that can move into the next season. And right. like I would have loved to see some breadcrumbs of somebody on Earth, like you know, hotshot pilot that mm-hmm. just was taking a back seat to Ed, old Ed, right? And right. they're doing these simulations of you know harnessing the asteroid and. and there could have been some just, really cool stuff with that, but there's, yeah, you're I, right. I, I just, we don't, I just came, 
I just came up with a theory. Okay. I, like it, okay. it just now came to me. Do you yeah. remember Piscotti from season two? He was like the Air Force guy that was like the kiss up to Ed that he made him wear the Navy hat and stuff. We yeah. haven't seen him since season two, but maybe it'll be Piscotti. Okay. Maybe it will. So it might be eye roll. It might be stupid, yeah. but there's there's my on the fly theory. I need to I need to think that through a little bit more. But the fact that you can't think of another pilot other than a, yeah. an obscure guy from season two. Yeah. It's, it's weird when the, that's such a, that's a centerpiece problem. for this this season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, oh, do Brian. You, oh, good. Go, go, no, please ask your question. I was going to say, do you have you seen any more breadcrumbs for this timeline 9 11? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, there, there definitely wasn't, I, I didn't pick up on anything in this episode, particularly. Um, They're driving that resources thing home um, with the Soviet Union, with their dependency on Iridium and this having a negative impact on that. That's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have society that is struggling to pivot from fossil fuels and the the, the economy that was built around that, the, the workforce that was built around that to now, uh, you know, clean energy. So, you know, how is and, that going to play out? Is it going to play out on Mars? How's it going to play out on earth? I, I'm just not sure. And Iridium is so much more valuable because the advanced timeline it's in stuff mm-hmm. like, uh, I forget. I, I looked it up. So I was wondering, but look, yeah, it, it's but, spark I mean, plugs. Even, well, spark plugs, but also like LED panels and, and yeah, other go, things um, yeah. where it's really used sparingly because it's just so, such a, a rare material. But if it was more broadly available, I think it would be used in more things. Um, okay. But yeah, th- there's there's a whole deceptive number with whatever number they threw out, like $20 trillion or whatever. Like yeah. it, the cost of it's going to get driven into the ground as soon as you have an abundance of it. So. Yeah, yeah, there's, I think, going to be some some wrestling and negotiation about how we control the flow of it back to Earth so that we don't collapse the economy of Iridium. Um, mm. So that's that, to me, is going to be the interesting debate at this summit. I don't know if they'll get that deep, but that is a great point. Yeah, you add, you know, I don't even know what the percentage is, but you add that much to the economy, it, it does we, drive the price way down. I mean, the, the silly illustration that's it. more recent is toilet paper. You know, in 2020, yeah. you know, you would pay anything for a roll of toilet paper because yeah. supply and demand. And yeah. all of a sudden, if your supply of iridium is way far outweighs the demand, the price of it's going to go to next to nothing. So yeah. this thing is only worth how much, how this thing is only worth However, you've controlled the flow of it into the economy. I'm yep. totally butchering the what I'm trying to say we, right now. I get the point. We get the point. Thank you. Um, I think that another interesting thing here is just like the UN, okay? The UN, mm-hmm. there's, I don't know how many countries are in the UN, um, a bunch, many countries. A lot. There are 193, okay? Okay. There's 193 UN member states and, mm-hmm. but there's like four that actually have voice. Like yeah. it's, and it's the same thing here. You've got the seven countries that are the, yes. the allies here. Seven uh, groups. So it is more than seven, seven groups, countries. Groups, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Seven groups. But 
Russia and U.S. are calling the shot. Bottom line, time. full They're stop. The superpowers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't. Let's not forget that Canada and China are not participating in the yeah. M seven alliance. So maybe it's Canada. Oh, Canada. What, what do you got? What do you have up your up your sleeve? Mm. We don't know. Hey, we got some email this week. We want to talk about emails. Oh wait, can I say one more more thing? Um, you can say as many more of... things as you'd like. Well, uh, Svetlana, we did not okay. get any conclusion mm. on her, and she is back. She's back on Earth. That is, she, she is has, back she, on she Earth. Is. So we don't hear anything about her, and. Yeah. I don't think we're going to. Mm, we might not. We might because not. Because the only reason we would would be because of Ed. Yeah. She was, her storyline was a vehicle to create tension between Ed yeah. and Danny. Yeah. But, Which but is again, unfortunate one, if we don't see her again. She yeah. was so good and she would have been a great well part of the ensemble. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird. But also, we had that awesome. ominous. What I what I felt was was something where they said, okay, we'll compromise, we'll bring her to India, that way she'll get a free trial. And then mm-hmm. Russia, the director says, the U.S. folded, but the U.S. Mm. didn't fold. No, because but that's that's the propaganda spin. Like that's it is. But would Russia give give their hand up for for a free uh, uh like actual trial? versus the dummy trial they wanted mm. because it, you know of her hurting the nephew or yeah. whatever yeah i i hope they're not done with that storyline but we'll see but it's been months so it's just like it's like it it kind of is done and we do have five more episodes so who knows that we do sir yeah okay Email. All right, emails. Yeah, so we got uh, three emails that we'll talk about here. Uh, this one, first one was from Wade. And Wade says, it's a pretty good podcast so far. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Happy Valley Podcast. We're pretty good, um, according to Wade. Thanks, Wade. Uh, he says, I'm enjoying the depth that you two go into. I wonder if the analysis could get better if you put yourself in the shoes of the characters. As mm. far as Miles goes, I think his motivations and risk-taking, as dumb as it may look, have an underlying urgency to them. The astronauts and higher level workers don't have to worry about money. They do fine. The workers on the lower levels don't make as much and have to constantly worry about making enough money to send home. Brian, you can say that they're not as valuable slash important to the mission as astronauts, but they do have roles that are important to upkeep of Happy Valley. It also seems to make perfect sense that as bases off Earth progress, you'll get more non-astronauts to go up. Wherever you go in space, you'll eventually need techs, janitors, cooks, and all sorts of jobs that aren't, quote, exploring space or pushing science forward, unquote. There have been labor storylines in shows like The Expanse and Battlestar Galactica. It's it's also not out of the ordinary in emerging markets for businessmen to take advantage of the situation, not pay workers enough, and have poor workspace conditions before workers unionize. All in all, pretty good reviews so far, but Brian's, quote, unquote, entrepreneur mindset might seems to bias his analysis of labor storyline shots fired shots fired well Wade. i said i said something about entrepreneur mindset last time and as i said it i was like okay this is triggering um mm. and, I, and I, I don't say that to belittle what you're saying wade 
but I, what I mean by that is I don't want to set myself up as like a, well, I'm an entrepreneur, so let's, you know, I get this and, you know, the company's right and the people are wrong. That That's, you know, uh, not true, but sure. I would say a couple things to this one. I, I just can't stress this enough. Okay. There's like 7 billion people in the world. Okay. Yeah. If you, let's say there's a, a thousand people on the base. Okay. That is okay. one out of every million people. If I'm doing one out of every 8 million people. Yeah. Get to go yeah. to Mars. Right. And so you are not sending the fry cook to McDonald's to be the chef at, on Mars or to, to, right. yeah. Like you, you are sending the, you're probably sending scientists that can also cook. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying th- yeah. that, no, that said, that said, let's buy that they, they've said the, the, you know, miles to Mars. It just yeah. could be a better story. It, it, and that's really my point. It could be, it could be told better. Um, it, it just feels so forced. Yeah, I I will agree and disagree with you. I agree that it's force. And I feel that way because I think we're getting to this point too quickly. So BSG, Battlestar Galactica, Expanse, you know, these are these are built out economies that are further down the timeline. Mm-hmm. So I I I get that this is a story they want to tell. I think we're telling it a little too soon. I think this is something that would be like another season away, another decade away um, until we get to this point in the, in the economy. So, and, and I but, think, uh, but, but oh, I get it. they want to tell the story. Yeah. They want to tell, they the want story. to tell the story. And so uh, facts be, you know, facts, whatever. Uh, but the, I exactly like this is still, I think this, it said in this episode, even uh, that it's like safer. Yeah, Kelly's talking about going to Mars. She's like, it's safe now. It's mm-hmm. still a harsh, unforgiving, mm. uh, you know, brutal environment where if yeah. you do one wrong thing, everybody dies. Yeah. Like, so yeah. again, the, the stakes are very high, even if we feel like, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years, you know? Yep. Yeah. Bottom line is, Brian, this is the story they want to tell me, Loesch. Yes. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Daniel also emailed us and he said, Hi guys, love the podcast. Another bit of historical trivia behind the mm. unit conversion error plot thread that was in last week's episode. Uh, he says, According to oral histories from NASA astronauts during the Mir shuttle missions, there was a culture among cosmonauts to not report bad news to Star City. If you did, it would be embarrassing to Roscosmos and the whole chain of bosses. So at each level of communication up to the top brass, any report of malfunction would get downplayed over and over again until all seemed to be nominal. Uh, he also mentions uh, a two-part episode of The Space Above Us where they go into detail about a fire on Mir that was downplayed in official reports, even though it almost cost the whole crew in station. Mm. So it's totally believable that this one engineer would not mention his error in the report. No. Yeah I, yeah, I had forgotten. I had not thought about uh, so Mir, which was the it was the Soviet space station in the eighties. Uh, we actually invested in it in the nineties. We had some we had like a special docking uh, module added to it so the space shuttle could dock to it, and we had some joint missions with them. 
Uh, so yeah, um, mirroring the the culture that existed in our timeline. So yeah, it, it's good. Loved it. No, this and this is where the show does so great, where it's taking history and like the real history and peppering it in, changing it slightly, mm-hmm. and making it so realistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more email. This is Jade again, and this is a hot take on this week's episode. She sent this to us uh, yesterday. Uh, she says, "Prediction: I think they may have ended up eating Danny Stevens." Mm. Mm. It's dark. That's dark. That's dark. But I can't. I can't discount it either. Well, um, if you if he weren't alive, I would agree. Um, because again, we we missed the part where he caught <laughs> right after. They, That's they right. Went. He's still he's still on Sojourner yeah. One. He's he's still yeah. living over there now. They gave him a bigger so, ship to be exiled in, a bigger space to still be in solitary confinement. And after yeah. after a decade, he's still he's just he's just trucking along. He's or eight years. He's still trucking along. He's doing just we're, fine. We're gonna come in in episode ten, and he's gonna be the. You were playing Plants vs Zombies. Yeah, long time ago. That there's like the the guy with the pot on his head, and he like mumbles. Mm-hmm. That's that's oh. gonna be Danny Stevens. <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well played, well played. Uh, so yeah, and I I think uh, somebody pointed this out um, uh, on on Discord, but the suit that Danny was wearing. Um, there was a couple of markings on it underneath the Helios logo, and those markings also matched on the suit that Miles took out on his EVA last week to go pick up the the, the volcanic rocks. Um, and there was also the comment he made about the suit smelling. Um, he may have been in Danny Stevens' suit. Interesting. That's dark. That is super or, dark. Or it could have just been that that was the production prop that they had, and we're not yeah. supposed to notice the couple <laughs> little scratches in it, which is also very possible. Yeah. Um, but that smelling comment just took on another another element. Oh uh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I love well, the, the show. Well, and and you you Jade also wrote us earlier in response that she now agrees with everything we say about. Uh, mild so thank you jade uh, in, in jade's defense she said she did say i'm not quite sure if i'll go as strong as saying he's a garbage character which <laughs> i mean you, you I, i'm gonna word police you because you okay uh, you are not an enneagram nine you are not being diplomatic that's for darn sure that's true i'm an eight and we just tell the truth all the time just yeah, lay it out you do just steamroll people yep you don't um, see other people's perspectives and you need a nine in your life. You're welcome. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So if you have feedback, uh, we'd love to, to read your email, hear your thoughts. And again, I'd love, I'd love to hear your talks on, on your thoughts on miles, your thoughts on, we've got five more episodes. What is coming up? Mm. What do you think is coming up? What are we missing? Um, mm. You know, I, again, I think there's so many things that could happen that where we could be going. Um, but I love here, and I. Th- what I'm interested in is a couple things. One, mm. uh, there are people that are Team Ed. I, I'm trying to be Team Ed just to sure see sure. what it feels like to be in those shoes. But it's <laughs> those shoes are not yeah. comfortable, Donnie. No. They're not. Um, no. they're not. So I don't know. Uh, but the other thing is, 
I looked on Reddit and I was like, okay, Reddit, let's dig into how much you guys hate Miles. And they don't. So yeah, Reddit is wrong on this. Can you believe it? It's there. There is there is division among among the camp on, on it's, this. It's there the Discord different when it talks about Miles. When Miles comes up, there it's it's. I uh, I think there are three distinct camps that I think are split split pretty evenly. There okay. is the I hate Miles. Why are we doing this? There are the that's the right uh, this one. is the best okay. thing ever for the show. And then there are the let's wait and see. And uh, you're the, the, you're the way Stevens, let's the Jimmy Stevens thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in the Jimmy Stevens. Let's let's wait and see how this plays out. Well, so, I just I don't love I, him. I don't my love predictions. It, 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 it's head scratching for me that we're doing it. But yeah, well, you, off, guys. you said that you have listened to the soundtrack because you're such a nerd. And mm-hmm. that the soundtrack ends on a yes. high note. Yep. And yep. I think that that scene that, that if mm-hmm. it's like triumphant, like you're building up something yeah. and then we're all it's like yeah. Miles walking out onto Mars <laughs> and slowly taking his helmet off. And it's just triumphant. We're happy. <laughs> like we're, we're glad where this is going. And then he just suffocates on the, the surface of Mars. <laughs> I'm dead. Roll credits. Oh my gosh, Brian! I I just that yeah. would be the payoff here. Like, let's get back to the fact that you don't listen to the soundtracks. Like when you're out and you're mowing the yard, yeah. like you don't just listen to like movie scores just for the delight of it. And like you're you're driving around in your yard on your lawnmower, pretending like you're piloting Pathfinder. I mean, <laughs> come on, um, that's what I do. <laughs> that's the kind 40 of forty year old man. Mowing the yard, pretending yeah. like he's piloting Pathfinder. Um, I will listen to that type of music when I am working, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing something that is intense. Uh, my boys love game soundtracks, and so I yeah. hear that kind of music yeah. all day. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. All right, what if Brian? We're... It's been fun, man. Yeah. Um, anything else that we're not we haven't said? Uh, no, next week, obviously, just a reminder again, Apple does drop these at 8 p.m., uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central in the United States um, on the Thursday nights. So next episode coming out next week. Can't wait. It's going to be great. And if you want to send us feedback, you watch it on that Thursday night or Friday. Uh, we don't record this until Saturday afternoon or Saturday yeah. 11 Eastern. So yeah. you can get your feedback in before that. And if they want to give feedback, where do they send that, Donnie? Yeah, that email address is happyvalleyfam, F-A-M, at gmail.com. Okay. Also, and, be in the show notes. Yes, it'll be in the show notes. And if people want to find you, where do they look, Donnie? Yeah, on the YouTubes. Uh, my channel is TechWinner, and that link will be in the description as well. Where can they find you, Brian? Uh, I have a LinkedIn marketing company called Prospects that uh, I would, if you have a business and you're an evil entrepreneur as well, um, I would love to help you. And yes. Doofenshmirtz evil incorporated.com yes. is what I just heard. Okay. Yep. Very good. He's bobbing his head, folks. He's digging it. I can hear the music. Brian, pleasure as always. I'll see you yes. next week. Bye, Bob. Bye, Bob.